Thanks for listening to the Equip podcast by Arise Ministries. I'm Mel Hyatt, and today I have with me a good friend, Katie, who is going to help us walk through this idea of thinking positive. Katie has taught me to think positive even when the whole world seems negative. So Katie, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Man, when I was thinking through this topic, I really wanted to bring somebody to the table who was able to think positive through all times. And I don't just mean being bubbly and energetic. (laughs) I mean, really the foundation of who they are is this ability to be positive in the good and the bad. And I thought of you and I know this is your first time to do a podcast. So (laughs) thanks for being brave and joining me today and for telling your story because you're right in the middle of it. And I know that isn't easy. So I'm super thankful for you. I appreciate that you're doing this and I can't wait for our listeners to hear you. So Katie, what would you like the moms to know about you today um, that are listening? I would like them to know um, just kind of where I'm at in my journey. So I have been going through a divorce for almost a year now um, and have been separated even longer than that. So it's been a very long, painful journey. And I've been in this season of waiting and transition for a very long time. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners have been in this type of season Um, at some point. So um, it's been tough, especially navigating all of this with my five-year-old son. Um, But the Lord has just been so faithful to us that I just want to give him all the glory through this. So that's awesome. And I've got to watch that Um, today as we're thinking about being positive and thinking positive and doing positive things. uh, Again, I wanted you to join me because I've had this privilege of getting a front row seat to your story. First, as a pastor, you were a small group leader of the student ministry that I was able to lead. um, And then as a friend, and I watched you walk through this fire and even still walking through it today, you've just inspired me. You really have. Uh, you're the first person that I thought of on this. And it wasn't that you had this smile on your face the whole time or that you did everything perfect, which you do You do most things perfect, Katie, if <laughs> no. we're honest. No. Uh, or that you never cried or that you never had moments. That's not what we're talking about today. Have your tears and have your moments. Yes. Um, it was somehow that you walked through this knowing that it wasn't going to defeat you, And you figured out how to make a positive moment out of an absolutely horrible season. And the way you walked through that, I was able to see your confidence of that this this is not going to defeat me. This is not going to be the end of me. And it was literally so inspiring. And I'm so thankful that I have you in my life to show me what this looks like. Um, I'm saying all these wonderful things about you, but... (laughs) I don't want our listeners to be like, oh my goodness, Katie's perfect. Of course she can do this. So I thought maybe we could just start by sharing a funny story or a serious story of a time when maybe you weren't positive. Maybe you missed the mark. Yes. Oh, I've had so many of those moments with my son. They usually all revolve around him. Um, But the one that sticks out to my mind in my mind is when uh, we were both having our first day back to well back to work for me and back to school for him. Um, he was probably 15 months old, 18 months old, and I was in my best dress clothes. I was so excited to go back to work, but also very nervous about leaving him. 
And so I had him all dressed up and we got ready to go. We had about 15 minutes to spare before we needed to get in the car. So he wanted to go outside because he always wants to go outside. And I said, okay, let's go in the front yard for a little bit um, before we leave. And of course, as soon as we walk out the door, he falls face first into a rose bush. Oh my and, goodness. <laughs> yeah. So uh, not only is he full of mud and dirt everywhere on his khaki pants and white shirt, um, he has a face full of scratches and it was just a bloody mess. It, were, it was just everywhere. And so I take him inside and I, you know, get mud all over me in the process. And of course, now is the time we should be getting in the car to go. So my mind is just like, oh, we're going to we're going to be late. We're going to I mean, first of all, I was making sure he was okay. Um, But after I got him cleaned up, you know, I just I was like, you know what? I don't think this is the right time. Maybe I shouldn't be going back to work. Maybe I need to stay home with him. This is a sign, you know. You spiraled. <laughs> You're like, we need to move. We can't yeah. have rose bushes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Completely spiraled. Um, and I just took a moment, and I knew I knew it was the right timing. Um, I knew that this is what we needed to do. So I got us cleaned up, and we headed, headed out the door, <laughs> scratches and all, um, and it ended up being really great for both of us. You know, his teachers just showed him extra love that day. I got to know them right off the start. So it ended up being a good situation. But I almost didn't walk out the door. So we have all had those <laughs> moments where it's that it's either a big thing or one little thing mm-hmm. after a bunch of things that spin us off. What about you, Mel? When do you struggle to be positive? I never struggle, Katie. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I've never seen you. Uh, you know why? Probably because I, when I'm good at pretending, and mm-hmm. two, it tends to be when I'm really worn out. Yeah. And I will max myself out. And so the people who will get the brunt of this are the people who live with me mm-hmm. uh, because that's when I finally crash, right? Yeah. And I, you would think at this point in my life, I would figure out one, how to not deplete myself completely. <laughs> But man, when I am worn out, I mean, just physically and mentally, the Mm -hmm. whole world is a rose bush. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. Oh, man. So that's it for me. It's I I have a lot of stories, but in general, it would be when I am super worn out or or hungry. Oh, yeah. Hungry for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's so good. I poor little Ben. He just looked like you owned a cat. huh? (laughs) Yes, it was awful. So Um, let's go back uh, to how great you are and all of your positive thinking. Um, You had a lot of reasons to be negative, but you chose not to live in that. Um, and we we talked through these seasons. We had a lot of coffee dates, a lot of uh, phone calls, and you really did. If if we were putting this all on paper, I would say, you know what, Katie, you have the right mm-hmm. to be negative right now. You have mm-hmm. the right to be scorned and to not lean into all of the good things going on and to just have your moment, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, how did you do that? Is that who you are naturally? Was it not hard? Mm-hmm. You know, what did you do? It was definitely hard. And I, I had those moments where I wanted to be negative. Um, I felt like, like you said, I, I deserve to be negative. I deserve to be mad. I deserve to be sad. Um, and I was at times, but, but overall a hundred percent, it was the Lord. I mean, 
he's the only thing that got me through and gave me the hope um, and the ability to trust him that it was all going to be okay. Um, I'll say that I did grow up kind of um, in a different environment with my dad being a quadriplegic and my mom taking care of him. I watched my dad persevere, persevere through his disability and not just to survive, but really thrive um, and have a great life. And, and he loved life. He always had the best attitude, um, even being in a wheelchair. And, you know, I watched him fall out of his chair and time after time and just get back up or trying to pick something up. And, you know, it would take him so long. And he would just, it, it was just amazing um, to watch him. But growing up, I didn't know that was anything different. So, you know, I never knew it was a negative situation. So I kind of look at things a little differently because of that. Um, but then I, you know, I lost my dad in 2016. He, he died just hours after my marriage fell apart. You know, it, it all happened within the same 12 hours, actually. And I just felt like my whole world was crashing down. Um, like, because it was. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> literally everything I knew and you know had kind of put my identity and my hope in had been taken away from me um <clears throat> but the lord had been preparing me for this moment with different people that he had put in my life and um he had you know really renewed a desire in my heart to seek him uh long before this happened and so when the storm came i i had a foundation to stand on and i had a peace that I couldn't explain. Um, but there were, there were definitely days where I didn't want to get out of bed. Um, it was very difficult for me to just function and I didn't want to be around anyone. I didn't want to go to church and face everyone saying, how are you? You know, and just feeling like I wanted to break down and cry. Um, so there were definitely those moments of just complete despair. Um, but I felt so close to the Lord during that time that he was literally just like surrounding me with his peace um, that I just knew he was there. I knew he had his hand on me the whole time. And so that is so good. Something I was thinking about when you were telling that story is and maybe your dad knew, but maybe he didn't. He was literally teaching you to be positive. He was teaching you yes. to persevere and this is important for us as moms to hear that this is something that our kids can catch. Yes. For you to say, I didn't know any different, mm -hmm. that that can be our prayer and our goal that I want my kids to grow up and go, I didn't know that being negative was a, a possibility. I didn't know that yes. was an option yes. because what I watched my mom do was persevere and be the same person in the good seasons and the bad mm -hmm. and how incredible for them to go, oh, I didn't, I didn't know there was another option. Yes. Um, so I love that he taught you that. That's super encouraging. I mm -hmm. hope that you can remember that when yes. Ben's watching you and the rose bush comes and attacks you guys, he can be, <laughs> he can be like, no, this is, this is who we are. Yes. And two... I can't imagine, and I don't know if you can either, because I, I know there might be some listeners who um, do not have this relationship with Christ that you're mm -hmm. talking about. Um, I can't imagine going through a season like that without it, without this relationship with Christ, without this foundation. Um, do you think it would have been different if you didn't have the Lord to cling to and you didn't have that faith? Yes, 
I absolutely think it would have been um, because that was that was all that I had. Um, I felt so close to the Lord and connected to him because I literally clung to him. I, I had nothing else. You know, I would read my Bible like I've never read it before because it was the only thing that gave me hope. And so I think when you don't have that, it's real easy to get hopeless mm-hmm. and um, get in that um, pit of despair because you literally don't see any way out. And I knew there was a way out. I knew he had a plan. So it, it makes things much different when you don't have that. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I really struggled with my faith going through my divorce. Not really. I didn't struggle with this idea that God was God and Jesus did all of mm-hmm. the incredible things that he did. I struggled with my faith and believing that I was good enough or that I was going to make it through this. But I remember a couple years later, these words kind of came out of my mouth and it was the Lord talking to me, even though I was talking to someone else. I said, I felt like the only thing that couldn't be taken away from me and that wasn't taken away from me was my faith, Mm -hmm. was my relationship with Christ. You can take my home and my car and unfortunately, um, even my kids sometimes, Mm -hmm. but you cannot Mm -hmm. take my faith. Um, So for those of you um, listening that are maybe struggling through that or have not experienced it, I would really encourage you to lean in and um, maybe find someone that can help you answer questions you have or where to get started. Because for me, it was the one saving grace of you can take it all. You can take my labels of being a wife mm-hmm. um, or any of these things, but that was the one thing that nobody could take away from yes. me or talk me out of, and I'm so thankful for it. So I love that point that you brought up, um, that it was both your fathers, mm-hmm. right? Your yes. your earthly father and your heavenly father. And yes. Something you did um, that I watched from afar. Katie, I've just been watching you. I'm just a little, <laughs> your little stalker over here. Um, about... A year ago, I can't believe Mm -hmm. it's been that long, um, we were at an event around the first of the year, and you were there, and I saw a friend of mine, and the moment I saw her, I thought, oh my goodness, she's going through the same thing Katie's going through. I need to introduce them. One, so that you guys could meet someone new, because you were both awesome, but two, I remember as a single mom feeling like I was the only one in the room that was a single mom. Mm -hmm. No one else was going through what I was going through. I'm crazy. I'm alone. Um, Everywhere I went, there were beautiful couples with beautiful children. And it was just me and my Mm -hmm. dirty kids. (laughs) (laughs) And and you've got Ben with the scratched up face. And um, so I was like, man, I need to introduce them. And I just wanted you to have a new friend, but it turned into much more. And I saw you in your season allow this attitude of positivity and allow this energy um, to change this person's life. So why Mm -hmm. don't you talk us through what happened and why on earth you felt like you had enough in you to be helpful to somebody? Yeah, I, I did not feel that way when I first met her. I... I was happy to meet her. I loved her as a person, but I didn't think I was the one to help her. I didn't feel like I was strong enough. Um, I was still going through a very difficult time. I still was not at a very good place. Um, It was right after the divorce had been filed, and I was having a really hard time being away from my son and adjusting to just living by myself. So I was feeling pretty, pretty down at that time and like, 
I needed someone strong to be there for me. How could I be there for someone else? Like, I just can't do that. And um, I realized over the next couple of weeks to a month that it, it was supposed to be me. You know, as I prayed for her, as I um, kept thinking about her, and, you know, we had some conversations between you and I that I just I said, I think I'm supposed to, but I don't feel like I can. Um, but I did, and I just showed up, and I just um, walked alongside her, and it has been so helpful for both of us, really, because it's given me confidence and strength um, and has helped me grow at the same time being there for her. And I really think that's why it's so important, like you've told me before, Mel, to have women in your life at all different stages of this, um, women who've been a single mom for 10 years or maybe who are just entering it. Um, so it's really helpful for us all to walk beside each other. Surround ourselves with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so good. So your story and what you've been through and the way that you look at life is so inspiring. And I hope our moms are super inspired, but I wanted to give them some actual things to walk away from this podcast. Um, and so I asked you to bring a verse or two that really help you stay positive that they can write out and put in their car or on their mirror or whatever they need to do. Um, so are, do you have a verse that in those seasons when you, you know, the rosebush attacked or mm-hmm. life was attacking that helped you get through that? Yes, I have one specific one that has just really helped me for the last, you know, almost five years now. I have kept this verse at the forefront of my mind, and it's um, Psalm 62, 5 through 7. It says, let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. And I just love that passage, especially when it talks about, you know, my victory and honor come from God alone. And I would just repeat that over and over in my head um, at different times, um, you know, he, he is my victory and honor. I don't have to worry about anything else. Um, and the other one is uh, James 1, 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And I would read that over and over again, thinking, I'm so far from that, you know, perfect, complete, needing nothing. And, and it doesn't mean being perfect. It, it just means being whole, you know. And that's a word that I really thought about a lot. And, you know, everybody always says to you, oh, I just want you to be happy, you know. And, and those are all good things that people, good intentions of, of what people want for you. But it's not about being happy. It's about being whole. And you can be whole and still be in the fire. You can still be walking through all of this, but be whole and complete. Um, that is so good. Jesus. Because our happiness is dependent on outside things that are out of our control. Mm-hmm. But our wholeness is dependent on him. Yes. And that, oh, that's so good, girl. You're preaching. <laughs> I'm like writing that down. That is so good. What I also, about you, Mel? Do you have a, a verse you know, for us? I do. (laughs) 
I I was thinking about this, and there's so many. I mean, the thing that you got to love about Scripture is we believe that it is alive and that the Holy Spirit, you know, I'll read a verse, and the next day it means something totally different to Mm -hmm. me, and there's all of these encouraging verses. But for me, what was most encouraging and what sets me back in that place is the verse that I believe the Lord gave me to say, like, this is why I created you, Mel. And I need to read it because it, instead of encouraging me to be positive, it convicts me to that place. Um, so my verse is Isaiah 61.1. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release the darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor in the day, the vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. And the reason why that's the one I brought is I cannot do that if I'm spiraling or I'm being negative. I can, how am I supposed to proclaim good news to the poor or bind up the brokenhearted mm-hmm. if I'm out there thinking that I'm not good enough or that this isn't going to work or God isn't showing up for me or any of those things? Like, I read this verse and I literally have to say to myself, Mel, we don't have time for this. Yes. Like we can have time for this later in the shower and have your little (laughs) meltdown. But right now there are people and what you learned at that event that you Mm -hmm. were really hurting, but there's always someone out there hurting more than you. Yes. And you were really lonely and she was lonelier than you and Mm -hmm. your situation was really hard and terrible. Mm -hmm but hers was harder and more terrible. And when you get around people and you go out and you rub shoulders with people, there's a perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I believe that the Lord has sent us all for each other and why on earth would we want to do this alone? And there are just people out there that can't seem to find their way through this and Mm -hmm. we have to help them. So even though we're going through all of this, um, that's what that verse just tells me of girl. Mm-hmm. We don't have time for this moment. <laughs> Eat some food and yes. take a nap. And we have got stuff to do. We've yes. got work to do. I always tell myself, get up off the couch. Like I have <laughs> this couch. I call it my healing couch. And there is absolutely time for that, that you need to set aside to yeah. be sad and, you know, sit on your couch and do all the things. But at some point you have to get up, get up off the couch. And it's a great couch. <laughs> it is. And you're right. <laughs> get up off that couch today. Yeah. Tomorrow you can watch all the shows. But yes. today, that's so good. I love your healing couch. I love that the Lord gave you that mm-hmm. and that it's always this reminder of what he's done. Yes. Um, that's how crazy we are, that we can look at couches and be like, look, <laughs> we have a great couch. Look where the Lord has brought yes. us. I have cried on that couch. Mm-hmm. I have come through things. And yes. I love that. So thank you for those verses. I hope that really helps those moms. Um you had Psalms 62, 5 through 7? Yes. And James 1, one. 2 through 4. Okay. And then I uh, did Isaiah 61, 1. So now, as we're closing, is there anything else that you would like to say to moms that really give them this walk away, something tangible that they can do? Um, or what would you like to say to them? Yeah, I have a few um, just kind of practical ways to stay positive because it's easy to say, yeah, just stay positive, but like, how do we really do that? And um, one that I've found really helpful is to look back um, at his faithfulness in your life. And I'm talking even little things, you know, um, I like to start with like the people in my life. So I will write down all the people in my life um, that I'm so grateful for, and I'll kind of trace trace it back to like when God put that person in my life. Um, and when you realize how 
how many things that the Lord has orchestrated in your life. Like you are so grateful and you feel his love so much more when you really think about it. So, you know, I have a little book that I write all this stuff down. I'll write all the people in my life, all the verses or um, sermons or songs that are speaking to me. And I'll write those all down um, so that I can see um, how the Lord is speaking to me and moving in my life at that time. Um, another one is, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of a gratitude list, but just writing five things down every day that you're thankful for. It could be coffee. It could be, you know, your salvation, whatever. Um, and some days it's very simple. Like today, all I can be thankful for is this cup of coffee, you know, but when you start writing down what you're thankful for, it really, um, shifts your perspective. And then um, kind of like we, we talked about before is just to acknowledge and be aware of your feelings and your emotions, but don't let them control you or your decisions. Um, you know, let yourself be sad and angry and all of those things. Don't have shame about that, but don't stay there. Um, and then help someone else. Take the focus off yourself. Um, never count yourself unworthy or unable just because you're single, divorced, you know, whatever, just, just show up. If God's put something on your heart, do it. Um, and the last one would be just to surround yourself with positive people that you trust, um, people you can trust to, to share your emotions with and your feelings, but also people who will help you get off the couch if you can't do it yourself. That's so, that's so good. Mm-hmm. I want to just read through this really quickly again. So she says, look back, um, look back at all the good things that have happened, the people that the Lord's put in your life, create a gratitude list, acknowledge your feelings and your emotions. You do have them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> control them. Don't let them control you. Mm-hmm. Help someone else and surround yourself. Um, those are super great takeaways. I love that. Is there anything else you would like to share with moms today? I don't think so. I just want to thank everyone for listening and um yeah just remember it's not about being happy it's about being whole that's so good yeah what about a while back we were talking about a recent trip sorry this just popped into my mind oh, yeah. we're taking we're talking about a trip that you took with ben your son yes. in colorado and there was a fire and could you tell them that story because i loved that story and i think that that would really fit in well yes so we went camping in colorado Um, I guess it's been almost a month ago. And where we set up our camp was um, in this forest where there had been a fire like 20 years ago. I didn't realize it had been that long. But but there were still trees surrounding us that were, you know, black and ugly and, you know, no leaves on the trees. And when you looked out in the distance, that's all you could see when you looked at the big um, picture of the forest. And then... I was kind of thinking like, oh man, this isn't that pretty. Like we're in Colorado. I wanted to see all the trees, the leaves. And um, when I started walking through the forest after we had set up our tent and everything, um, I started to notice these little um, tiny little trees that were sprouting up everywhere. And they were so beautiful and full of life. And they were everywhere. I mean, I was just surrounded. And I couldn't see that whenever I was just first looking at the forest until I really got in there. And I just had this moment of thinking how beautiful this was. And I couldn't see it at first. But when you really stop and look around you, look at all the beautiful life, um, 
that God is bringing from this awful, ugly, devastating fire. And he's literally bringing life from the ashes. You know, um, like you were talking about Isaiah 61 and when it talks about, um, you know, beauty for ashes and joy for mourning and um, just all the beautiful life that can come out of awful things. That is so good. You know, I... um in my past life as a child and teenager, I grew up on a farm and I was taught that sometimes we have to burn these fields and the Mm -hmm. ashes bring these nutrients. And we just have to remember that, um, that after the fire and there's just ashes everywhere and everything looks devastated, um, that God is restoring that soil and that there's going to be new growth. And so I loved that story. I wanted to make sure that you shared that. Moms, thank you for listening today. Katie, thank you for coming and telling your story and who would have thought uh, when we were sitting on that healing couch crying together um, that this is where the Lord would bring us. So we hope that you are able to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify um, and email us if you have any questions or prayer concerns or ideas that you would like us to cover on the podcast at info at Have a wonderful day, moms. Thank you.